0: you could have chose to be you chose to be right here with us on breakfast with champions and that means the world to me and i absolutely stinking love you for it so with that said we are excited to launch the new breakfast with champions podcast thanks so much
1: not sure what happened i had to close the app and reopen it um thank you so much for dragging me back up (laughs) okay so um thanks tm appreciate it um i um Enjoyed our conversation as well. It was, it was quite cool to have some time with you um, also after meeting you in Kentucky. Uh, today, I want to talk about, we're talking about faith, right? So I'm going to talk about faith and chaotic and uncertain times, which um, uh, some of you may know that I live in Hungary. Uh, in Hungary, where I live is uh, about 900 kilometers from the border of Ukraine. And there's massive uncertainty here as well as there. And it's it's combined with some other things. But before we get started, I would like to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Stephen Cohn. Uh, most of you know me who's been here. I've been here since the very first day one uh, with uh, Mr. Glenn Lundy, a friend of mine, who I finally got to meet four years after we met online in Kentucky at the uh, Grow, for sake, Grow Your Business for God's Sake. I'm the co-author of Unleash Your Humble Alpha, which is a book that we wrote. My my co-author, Lane Blown and myself wrote about um, five core principles that we live by and how to become the epic leader that you're meant to be by owning your presence in life. We've taken that concept, it's called an operating system, a humble operating system, and we've taken it into the veteran empowerment space. Veteran empowerment space, been working there in that space for about four years, training entrepreneurs, helping uh, vet- veteran entrepreneurs. We have the largest Facebook group, The lar- you know, we have live events, we have retreats to Peru, for instance, which uh, is in May, the next one we canceled March because of the time constraints of the launch of the NFT. Right, We're taking that into the digital space. So we have an existing community with a collectible, which is a challenge coin which is a coin given to soldiers from the Roman times until today for good deeds. And we're making them into NFTs with a utility and, an application out the back end, meaning you have real life benefits in the real world and you have real life benefits in a digital world, whether that's staking um, uh, your, your money, basically a CD uh, in form of a for, in form of a uh, NFT or, or otherwise, you know, staking your money, <coughs> trading, selling on a secondary market, so on and so forth. I won't get into it, uh, that, but, um, that's what I'm doing. That's what we're. That's what we're. Um, we're all about. I'll pop the link up there. Uh, we have a new one because I know it was. It was there was some trouble with the old one. And what this is all about is it's, it isn't about creating anything new. It's about taking what's already out there, consolidating it. <clears throat> and uh, I don't know how to add the link in there. I'm sorry. There's no link. Let me see one second. Pinned link. There we go. All right. I got it. There you go. So you can take a look there. Basically, we're consolidating what's already out there with the help. As most of you know, 22 22 veterans commit suicide every single day um, for the last 20 plus years. And no matter the fact that we have about 10 times as many nonprofits helping veterans as we did 20 years ago, that number is not decreasing. So we decided to um, conglomerate all of what's out there under one roof, add access, use the blockchain to document and to make verifiable um, results and a track, a chain, if you will, where, where other veterans can follow without having to look around all over the place and Google and this that and the other. So that's just that. But the reason I went into that deeply is because when you're talking about faith in chaotic times and in stressful times and in uncertain times, um, it, it automatically brings me to my time in the military, in Iraq, in the war, you know, coming out of the military, not knowing what to do with myself, all these kind of things. But now I'm faced with something completely different that I've never experienced before. And it took me a few days to realize this was actually happening. And it's, 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 um, it's testing my faith, if I'm honest. So I, I live about 900 kilometers from the Ukrainian border. I was driving through Hungary uh, two, two days ago, and every third car was a Ukrainian car. People leaving Ukraine. And I won't get into the politics of it, but I can tell you this, what you're hearing on TV isn't even close to the truth, but whatever the case, may make up your own mind. Nothing is as it seems. But what I noticed is the last couple of nights I couldn't sleep very well. And I'm thinking like, what the heck is going on here? You know, I wasn't relating it to anything. And uh, I felt this like low vibration in my, I guess you could say my root chakra, so sort of my lower body. And I felt this, like, lower, like, a constant vibration. I could not figure out what it was. And then I thought back to when I saw those cars driving on the highway, and I, I realized that's when it started, right? And I was like, wow, what the heck's going on here, you know? Um, and it seems to me that most of you know I have PTSD and, you know, I'm dealing with that. Um, it it seems to me, or it's dawned on me, that the vibrations are past vibrations of my i guess fear and uncertainty during the war that are now coming back up because it's right next door to me all the police and friends and military friends i have here in in hungary are on 30 minute alert so it makes it even that more pucker factor and um the fact that when i went to war i had a uniform i had you know I had a mandate uh, you know it was, it was my job that's what i did i had a weapon you know i could protect myself and all these things but now i'm a civilian a small village in the middle of Hungary, which is literally five minutes, ten minutes from the staging grounds of the military military area where uh, the Americans had their tanks during the Balkan War. So if anything does kick off, they're all going to come back. And just the thought of that, just the thought of that, being helpless, basically, as a civilian, next to a war, possibly involved in a war, who knows? I mean, I'm not scared of it. It's just that it's uncertainty. I had to really buckle down and say all right, Coon, uh, get your shit together. What the hell's going on here? How can you let the outside world dictate your inside world? Cause you know, I preach that. And that's, that's, that's about faith, isn't it? Faith in my ability to, to, to deploy my talents in any given situation. You know, I always say that I'm a hundred percent certain that I can deploy my talents in any situation, no matter what happens. And here I am being tested to the ultimate, a possible war. And, um, so it's challenging my my ability to hone in on that strength that faith um i do have it i you know i 100% certain that i can deal with any situation that doesn't mean that i'm consciously in that positive state the point behind finding that faith and holding on to that faith isn't having it 100% of the time if you have it 100% of the time then you're you're missing what could possibly happen and sometimes you have to accept before you begin that you might lose, and if you if you see losing as winning, because you've decided it doesn't matter what happens, maybe that's what's supposed to happen, and you go and try anyway, and you and you don't win, well then then that's actually a win. And so it isn't about staying at one frequency. It isn't saying about staying one thing. You you have to. We have to. Um, well, I don't say we have to, but we typically go through stages, highs and lows, and those lows are there to remind us. There's low, lows are there also to tell us, hey. You got power in your gut. You got things you can do that you have to do. It's time to step up and do it. And like TM said, it's seldom, and I mean seldom, the case that the leader is the one with the title. In teams, it's typically um, the person who has the most influence, like TM said. And that's seldom the leader because they're not in the team. They're typically not part of the team. They're outside of the team a little bit and so as I sit here and I'm looking at you know what I have to do I have two young kids here six and seven years old I got I'm living eight minutes from my house as most of you know Um, uh, my wife left me about five months ago four months ago seems like 20 years ago Um, and uh, um, so I'm dealing with that uncertain situation of you know what's going on am I gonna stay I'm gonna leave I'm Am I going to leave i am i can not leave my kids so I guess I have to stay but do I want to stay all these kind of things and then um, the uncertainty of this war uh, looming war beside us and then the new nft project which is all new which is all new everything i'm doing in that is new and if i listen to our good friend samira from paris uh, she says that's what i'm supposed to be doing according to my numerology so (laughs) i'm going all in you know what i mean full faith and there's that faith again right What, what what do you have faith in? You know, what 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 do you have faith in? Do you have faith in yourself? Do you have faith in your ability? Do you have faith that the outside world would treat you well? Do you have faith in God? Some of them I think they're all the same thing. I don't. I want to I correct something there. Um, my wife leaving me is disempowering. So um, we split. Put it that way. <laughs> You're right. Linnell, thanks for that. Lynnelle's my guardian angel, she keeps me on track. So what do you have faith in? You know, and I I have to say that I have faith in that the universe is always conspiring for us. So that it will listen to what we think and what we say. So if you think and you say, this is a horrible situation, I can't get through, it's difficult, I can't do this, I can't do that. The, The universe is going to be like, okay, as you ordered, here you go. God will say the same thing. He's not there, or the universe isn't there, or Allah, whoever you believe in, isn't there to make your life easy, right? They're there to give you the opportunity for yourself to make your something out of your life. That's my opinion. That's my belief. People say you're you're challenged in order to grow, and I truly believe that. So, but in the end, the faith must come in yourself. If we are indeed, and I believe we are all one and God is made, we are made in God's likeness, which I believe, then we are connected. And if we're connected, then we're all one. So who do we have faith in? Ask yourself that. You have faith in yourself. That's, what, that's, that's the main focus of faith. When we take our faith outside of ourselves and place it on anything else, we're giving our power away. And we're waiting for that person, thing, universe, God, whatever, to do it for us. That's what we're doing. We're passing on the responsibility for our own lives. Some of you may think I'm going nuts now. But this is exactly what I believe. And that's why I must see us as one. I must see us as one. I must see myself as the universe and God as one. Because the faith I have to have is in my self my ability to embrace the challenges that are given to me from the universe from god from allah from whoever and my ability to deploy my genius in order to navigate that situation so here i find myself looking out my window and i'm looking towards ukraine and i'm i'm literally standing here <clears throat> sitting here often during the day and i'm looking out i'm actually looking for Signs of war incredible so i'm 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 hyper diligent now, aware of my thoughts, aware of where aware of what my thoughts are causing inside of me, uh, and I'm keeping the faith now the reason I say certainty all the time is because for me there's three levels of belief. there's actually four, but three levels of belief. first one is I believe right I believe in God, I believe in my powers, I believe in whatever. And belief always leaves room for doubt because it's an active thing. So I have to consciously say, I believe. Once that belief turns a little bit more intrinsic, you start having faith, right? So you have faith in those things around you. It's a little bit more stronger than, a little bit stronger than, than, than belief, but faith is something that I think um, is close to um, what it should be. But the thing about faith is funny because The word itself, you know, means what it means. But if you go to church and you listen to prayers, often people are praying for the same thing over and over and over again, which means you don't have faith that you will be delivered. Then you have certainty. And certainty is, I know, 100%, without a shadow of a doubt, that I will deploy my greatness, that I, this will happen, that I got. That they got my back. And what that does is it allows you to let go of the how. How, how are you going to get there? How are you going to make it happen? It doesn't matter. Certainty matters. Then you have the fourth one, which, which many people don't reach, uh, myself as well. I've reached it occasionally when I was in a monastery, and that's, that's the knowing. There, there is no question in your mind or thought even about yes or no because it's always a yes you know, it's, it's always a yes. So if I look out my window right now and I'm looking for signs of war, I keep catching myself doing that. What's going through my head is what kind of, how will I step up if it does happen, right? How will I step up for my community, for my family? If it does happen, do I take my family and fly to America to be safe? Or does that soldier inside of me, who's yearning to fight and protect, does, does, does he take over? You know, they're asking for volunteers here already, so um, and I can't say that I haven't thought about it because I have. And there's something about the faith in my ability to lead <clears throat> that's drawing me toward that conflict. I, I, I don't want to go. Obviously, I have children. But there's, I have to be honest with myself and with you that inside of me, I have the urge to assist in some way, whatever that, whatever that looks like. I probably won't do it, hopefully, uh, but I can't rule it out. So I look out the window and I'm thinking about the things that I didn't do that I should have done in Iraq. Think about... Most of you know the story about the little girl. I think about the uh, the families and the children.
2: Hey, listeners! If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called "The Morning Five: Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning." If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day.
1: They're suffering. And I, I, I think about what I couldn't do as a soldier, that I couldn't help them the way I wanted to help them as a soldier. I couldn't intervene the way I wanted to intervene as a soldier because I was a soldier. So I'm literally sitting here, um, 54 years old. Uh, with a slight, a slight urge, I guess you could say, to go into battle, to justify and to correct what I did wrong in Iraq, and that's some pretty heavy shit. Excuse my French. Um, and that's triggering my PTSD, so it makes me nervous. It makes me uh, short-tempered, I guess you could say. I don't get mad, but I just I get frustrated quickly now. And it's it's until now outside of my control because I didn't know it was happening. And now, now that I know it's happening, I'm letting it take its course. I face it. I acknowledge it. You're here. Bring it on. Let's see what happens. You know? Um, let me deal with it. You know, I... I... Uh, I, uh, I... I really... I I have to, I don't even know why I'm telling you this, and um, but I really have the urge to fix what I did wrong in Iraq, and I don't even know if I can do that by going over here and doing it. The only way I think I can do it is with being the best father I can be with my children, but still enough, um, enough I don't know if that's enough, because most of you know, anyone who knows anyone who got out of the military or any kind of um, selfless service, first responders or whatever, you lack... That, big, that meaning bigger than yourself, you gotta realize, when I went to war, I, I wrote my will, I was 23 years old, wrote my will, packed three boxes, sorry, four boxes, one for my dad, my mother, my brother, and my sister. They were very small boxes, because I didn't have much, but I put things in there about my, from myself that I thought that they would wanna have, and I wrote them all a letter that said, if you read this, that means I, I fell, it means I have fallen. And I taped those boxes up and left them at the front of the building. So that in case something did happen, uh, the army was going to ship them off to my family addressed. So you got to realize I left Germany where I was stationed, went to Iraq, completely resigned to dying. Um, Did my will, signed the boxes, put the addresses on the boxes, packed them up. And, uh, I went to war and I was obviously fearful and scared and all these things, but I manned up as one, the macho side of you tells you to do. And it isn't that I did bad things. It's that I didn't do things that I should have done that turned out to be bad. So I could have helped. I could have stopped something, could have done those things. And I know that I can't change the past. I know that. I know that. I'm just being honest with you right now that my faith is the only thing carrying me around, carrying me through this right now. The faith in my ability to withstand um, this bombardment, literally bombardment of feelings of you know um, not being good enough back in those days, and trying to make it better. I know I can't fix it. You know, I know I know I can't fix it. So I have to have faith in myself. I have to pour myself into the things that matter in life, and that is my family my children that is my business partners and friends and that's my business and why does my business matter well i just told you have nft helps veterans and their families consolidating and documenting on the blockchain healing financial success wealth wealth building all those things so that's the purpose that i'm fighting after and then comes this this situation in Ukraine, which throws everything off whack. So you're catching me about 12 hours after I realized this was happening to me. So I'm still in the the process and in reintegration phase. And you know what, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's forcing me again (laughs) to embrace, recognize, adapt and adjust, and then move forward more powerfully than ever before. Just like when I split with my wife. Took a month and a half, and now I'm crushing it. This is another chess, and I see it all. As I said in the beginning, I see it all as a win. I don't ever think of losing. If something, if I, if I go off, if I go off, and I try to do something and it doesn't work out, not one time in my mind do I get upset. Because that's just the universe or God telling me, "Hey, dude, that wasn't your thing, but you got the experience, so move on." That's faith, man. Yeah, that's, that's freaking heavy-duty faith right there. And uh, I take solace in that fact. I take solace in the fact that I know who I am, my identity, my purpose. I'm certain about it. Uh, I take solace in that. I build upon that every day. But never think it's over. Never think it's over. Just like you do. I just, I just explained. It can come back at any second and hit you where it hurts most. So we build upon that faith with each other, in this room, in your families, around the world. Uh, we build upon that faith within ourselves because we are all in one. The faith cannot be outside of you, friends. It cannot be outside of you. It has to be within you. If you believe in God, he's in you. If you believe in the universe, you're part of it. That's where the faith has to go, in my opinion. All right. You know, I, I really like conversations, as you know, um, which is why I never and most of you don't know this, but I don't prepare for anything when I come here. It's all intuitive. I, I listen to TM session and I sort of um, take my notes and then I go from there um, and I just let it flow. Just what we say in the Humble Alpha, if you haven't gotten the book, um, check it out. Unleash Humble Alpha. We say we talk about creating space. Right. So I show up wholly and fully for you. I have no preconceived notions or cookie cutter solutions or an idea of a specific outcome. I'm just here to add value, create some radiant value and elevate everybody to a higher frequency if that's possible. That's, that's what I do. So when I come to Clubhouse, I rarely have a session planned. It's literally just me showing up, listening to what's going on in the room, feeling the vibe, feeling the frequency. And then filling a gap where I can, where I believe that I can add some value. But the most value that I get out of these sessions is hearing from you. Uh, I love the feedback that I get and the people that I've met here. Um, you know, I've, I have some really intimate relationships with a lot of people in here. I mean, Heck, heck my cousin is here every day, Monica, Richie. You know, I've spoken to probably just about everybody on stage right now, if I'm not mistaken. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's very stressful at the moment um, because of the, the new project. And we're still do- going with our other, you know, our advisory programs and, you know, our, our business advisory. We're still doing that as well very very stressful at the moment, but I always take time for people from this room. And that's because you have always been there for me when I needed it. Every single one of you. And so I wanted to open up the floor for my beautiful friends. And I just would love to hear from whoever would like to speak. I know Jan, you're you're leaving soon. Um, if you'd like to speak first and then everyone else can just chime in.
3: I swapped my meeting with someone so that I can listen to the end of your segment. Stephen. that was really, that was fire. And uh, also I kind of, you know, you talk about timing a lot and what's supposed to happen will happen. right? And I just kind of feel like, um, you know, the timing of this veteran NFT project with what's going on in our world is just, um, you know really can't plan such a thing and uh, I really hope that um, it would um, you know be known by everyone really um, out there and who's got a heart um, for the veterans and uh, what you're trying to do there that's you know what I want to say first but I also you know want to um, just add one comment I just kind of uh, after listening to your share I just kind of felt that this um, you know this kind of extraordinary time is really calling out the person inside of each one of us and so if you're if you've got a hero hidden inside of you, um, you know, that hero is going to come out and uh, you know, that goes for you and for, I guess, all of us in this room that you have just encouraged. Thank you so much.
1: Wow. Jan, I freaking love you. <laughs> You're awesome. I mean, look at that, it calling out the hero in every single one of us. Who here doesn't want to be a hero? Come on. Come on. Who doesn't want to be a hero? Exactly. You know, isn't that amazing? Jan, thank you so much for that for that aspect that 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 perspective. It's it's pretty powerful. Love that, Jesus. All right, yeah. Her, you know, Jan and I are always chit chatting back and forth in the in the back chat here or in the uh, in the in the messages here. I love I love um, her wisdom. It's incredible. All right. So, anyone else would like to add anything?
4: I would. Yes. Mark. Oh. oh, go ahead. Thank you. This...
1: Who was it? I heard female. I heard yes. a female and. Yes.
4: This is Christine. Stephen. Um, I think this is the second time I heard you speak and I feel your heart and I feel your depth. I just had a conversation with my brother. I am in Germany right now. I am, uh, lived in the United States for the last 40 years and I just came back to Germany. And my brother was speaking about guilt and shame. Right he was one of the people that refused to join the army and therefore went to Berlin. And today he's speaking about the guilt that he feels about that, and also the guilt that he feels not only for himself, but the whole world, that in his eyes, we are just standing by and witnessing what could turn out into a slaughter. Mm -hmm. And this, is not just for Ukraine. This this is the whole world. We are all affected. Right. Could possibly be affected by this. Mm-hmm. And so, like you were saying, and I sent you a message, you are enough. Thank you. We can't yes, we we all have the hero inside of us, and yes, we all want to be heroes, but the hero heroic can take many different forms and shapes you can be we can be a hero skipping down the street even though we may have anxiety feelings of um yeah anxiety and and our faith is being tested yes we can still be that joyous person Indeed. And that joy and love. This Indeed, Christine. Where are you in
1: Germany? Where are you I Germany? am in Munich. Munich, okay, yeah. Just one of my best friends just moved there. And I, I lived in Berlin for 16 years. It's kind of a Deutsch question. Um, so if you want to read my German book, it's only in German. It's called Soldat im Golfkrieg. Basically in English, it's served in the Gulf from soldier to cynic. If you want to pick up that book, it's in German only, unfortunately.
4: But, das this mir heute vielleicht vom um Hugendubel ab.
1: Super. <laughs> Everyone's wondering what the word "Hugendubel" is. Well, Hugendubel is the name of a bookstore, just in case you're wondering. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Christine. And then I heard Mario and the Blind Master. Super Mario and then Blind Master. Go.
5: Good morning. Super Mario here. Um, fantastic segment. Uh, I mean, one of the big things that's resonated with me is, you know, me being prior military as well. It's like, you're right. When you get out, you you lose that little sense of self until you start finding it again. And for me, that service is continue with getting more involved with like my communities and like national nonprofits. And that has just like been a great like Avenue of just that service, like giving back again. And it's just been such a great experience and I appreciate you sharing. Thank you, Stephen.
1: Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. The blind master, my brother, it has been a long time.
5: <laughs> yeah,
6: absolutely. What's going on, man? All
1: right.
6: Wow, I'm just you know, listening to you, man. I'm just so inspired by your transparency. I'm just like, yo, man, this is what I'm talking about. This is, it. I mean, you know, I just felt like it was you and I having a conversation and here you are talking to however many people in the room 600 something something like that man so um you know i you know i talk about you know overcoming adversity and how that's like a big thing for me right i I always you know teach people about that kind of stuff but i'm like man i'm not transparent enough i think because people don't know you know about the poverty that i've endured right they don't think they really not talk about being from the hood and everything but la that don't mean that you you know actually literally went nights without having food and you know stuff like that you know so like people don't really yeah. uh they don't really know about any even the, the different struggles that I deal with being blind right because you know I I guess quote unquote hide it well or I just deal with stuff and I never really talk about the challenges that come along with it and you know it, it sounds like basically if I were to uh find a way you know dig deep inside myself and open up about that uh I could really help some people so you're really inspiring me today man I'm gonna uh, make sure I make sure I make that a, a a point to do um you know that that's what i'm gonna add to my uh repertoire this month is the transparency of um uh, of opening up and being able to share with my uh my, you know the folks who i'm coaching and you know folks who i'm really working with and just the, the people in general so thank you for that i appreciate it
1: well uh man uh i can tell you something it's it's um liberating uh at first it's really difficult because you're like why how can i say all this um you know but it's very very liberating and i, I find um that if 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 i look back at my when i was a trainer when i was a coach when i was executive corporate executive when i was managing director a director or whatever when i was working in bars when i was working in cl- clubs and all these kind of things being a leader doing things training and helping people and, and being an advisor and a consultant and all this stuff it's always good to know your stuff right mm-hmm. but i always see the most impact i have when i just say you know what i want to tell the freaking truth right now how i feel and i'm going to use that to construct within myself a way forward and that's where the articulation part comes in brother and once you start articulating your own operating system why you do how you do what you do you're going to come out with models like we did with with the humble alpha those five models in the humble alpha aren't something that i made up that's literally how i live right but i had to articulate it to figure out what it was first. And now I really live by it, which makes me even more powerful than I was before because now I know what the heck I'm doing. It's not just only intuition. Right. So brother, articulate the heck out of what it is that you're about, write it down, or do an interview. I, I, I always do it in an interview. Um, so I get interviewed, I, get t- I take those transcripts, let them be um, t- turned into text, and then I send them to an editor and say, hey, edit this into a book or a mini book or an ebook or whatever. And they send it back, I edit it, and it's done. That's how we did the humble alpha, and that book is now that book, humble alpha, is now college certified course at Forbes School of Business Technology. Harvard and Stanford have picked it up now as well, which blows my freaking mind.
6: Great job! Why?
1: Why? Because we articulated something that's that's authentic and from a personal point of view. It's not theory. It's nothing. Knowledge is great, but applied knowledge is where the real where the real power comes in. Just wanted to say thanks for the feedback, brother. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, who do we got next? Just good morning, your...
7: it's Doctor Jamisia.
1: Hello, Doctor Jamisia. I'm glad I brought you on stage. I knew you wanted to say something. That's awesome. <laughs> Love hearing from you. Love hearing from you. <laughs>
7: yeah, good morning. And uh, when I heard about everything that was going on, and I, I immediately thought about you, and yeah. I, I thought, man, I wonder if you're even there. You know, I didn't know if you were there, or if you were traveling, or anything like that. But you have been in my thoughts, and I'm glad wow. that you spoke this morning. But I can hear the uneasiness, you know, in in you. Yeah. And and the thoughts as a military um soldier. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I am prior military as well. And and the thoughts that, that I can hear from you are, are the thoughts of what I could have did, what I should've did, yeah. and, and all of that, you know. And and when I, I feel like when I get like that, I, I have to think about, you know, what are my first thoughts? You know, are they negative? Are they critical of myself? Am I scared? Do I feel shame? You know, the things that we need to kind of check our thoughts. And I know that you came on here and and love being with with us here and relating to us and wanting to communicate all of these things, you know, and that's important. Relationships are important, but the most important relationship is the one we have with ourselves. And so you can't always change your circumstance because you can't but you can change how you respond. And so I hope that you will just sit still (laughs) and don't jump into anything and just sit with the feelings that you're having and just meditate on that and know that you are doing something. You You are doing something, Stephen. You don't have to do anything else. You just being who you are is enough. So that's all I wanted to say to you this morning. And I thank you for letting me speak. Bless you. I'm uh,
1: thank you doc appreciate it look at that see free therapy that's great <laughs> i love it Steven. and you think i'm doing this for you i'm doing it for me no i'm just kidding <laughs> um yes. hey it's
5: linald good Linnell. morning of
1: course it is of
5: <laughs> course uh so first of all i want to i want to say thank you for sharing your perspective because we can only tell our truth from where we are right now. And you're the one that is so close to everything that's happening. So your perspective on what's happening um, in your environment is the only perspective that you can come from. And I heard you talking about the humble alpha and the German book that you had written. We, you also said that, you know, everyone wants to be a hero, come on, that was one of your uh, quotes this morning, but you are already the hero that you're looking for. You've already um, not only contributed when you were at war and when you were in the military, but you've contributed in such an incredible way to people globally. So my thought is if you really do um aspire to continue in the realm of the heroism that you already are in maybe we need to know the perspective of what you're seeing maybe it might be another book maybe it might be pouring into the nfts that you you're uh, working on and helping other veterans who may be suffering from the same thing that you're suffering because of this war Maybe that perspective could be the thing that someone needs in order for that heroism to come out. So that was just a thought on, on my behalf, but ultimately the decision is yours. However, I do know that my life has been forever affected by your presence in it. And i know it goes for many of the other people you've touched both um you know both in person or by your books and and your seminars so i love you my friend i just send wow. you such a verse i send you a virtual hug and um you know i'm always available whenever you're ready this is linala go ahead and me it out
1: thank you linal appreciate that it's um I mean, how can you not love this room, right? I mean, gosh dang, it's amazing. And you know, it's a good point you bring up there. Um, some sometimes you avoid making the decision because you don't you don't want to make the decision, but you feel like you have to. I think if you ask me what my next thing is, it's more books, but it's got to, it's got to come from the tangible. So I can't just write a book from my mind. It's got to be something that I went through and lived through and done and accomplished and Failed, and that next book will probably be "Humble Alpha," raising a humble alpha child, or teenager, or both. And I'm going to do that in collaboration with a a child coach who I introduced last week in here. Probably going to end up writing a book about that, and I think that's something also on my path because of my childhood. Many of you know I've had. By the time I was 18, I think we had five men in our house, um, different men. And then when I went, you know, as I had children, I said, I'm there for them forever. And then here I am uh, separated. So that's something that I feel that I have to better in the world. And with a divorce rate of over 50% in America, uh, I think a lot of us could do better. So I I feel like that's probably the next step, Linnell. So thanks for bringing that up.
0: Steven Kuhn, it's Justin Conico. How are you doing, brother?
1: Justin, my brother. How you doing up there?
0: I'm good. Middle of my workout, but Liddell made me kind of stop because I wanted to say something like unequivocally, I'm a better person for knowing you as well. And I think that's such an interesting thing to think about is the impact that people have on you and the people that you're surrounding with. So I just wanted to give you... A little bit of love this morning, brother. You're one of the real ones, and I appreciate you. But, yeah, think about the impact that people have on you, and do they make you a better person, or do they take some energy
2: away from you? Wow.
1: Well, you definitely gave me energy, brother. So we're on the same frequency there, my friend. Also a very authentic guy. If you guys don't know Justin, follow him. He's amazing.
8: Hey, Steven. Good morning. This is Danny. Um, I really want to okay. – Hey, how you doing? I want to um... – Say thank you for your service for all the veterans that are here on the um, platform, and what Justin just says, I just say ditto because you and I recently had a conversation, right. and I was in the middle of you know a very very uh, a very difficult decision as to whether or not to just stop my uh, con- you know my my work with defense contracts and things like that just because it's just hard it's just really difficult stuff. But um, you gave me some really, really good tips, and not just tips, but just your com- our conversation, just who you are. It's just infectious, and you know, um, just keep just just know that he is God. You know, be still and know that he is God. And you really helped me. I'm working out with a South Dakota um, National Guard uh, contract. Yeah. And 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 families are prepared. Just because families need to prepare for everything that's going on, you know, working with the USAID, um, it's just really, really something that comes from within. And you've got it. And and whatever you need to write, you write. Because you know, like my definition of writing, as you know, is it's it's the process of staying sane in an insane situation. So <laughs> love you, and just keep it moving.
1: Hey. Awesome to hear from you, Dan. This it's it's excellent. I'm glad I'm glad we uh, could help each other out there. Really appreciate that. Stephen. All right. Yes. This is
2: Monica in the turquoise ring.
1: My cousin Monica. My cousin Monica.
2: Good to hear from you, sir. As always, um, I was you been too. listening and thinking, and what came up for me is that I think that what you're describing this morning is so totally universal and part of our humanity. And what I mean by that is we. I don't think there's a person in this room who doesn't look back on what we did or what we didn't do, what we failed to do, and bring some sort of judgment, condemnation, guilt, whatever to that, right? But what we tend to forget, and I have to remind myself of this all the time, is that by doing that, we're evaluating our past performance based on our current skill and experience level and self, right? Yep. so one of the one of the coolest parts about getting older, if I may say so, <laughs> is the, is that the the time and the distance on those past experiences give us the ability to stop cutting ourselves the choice to stop cutting ourselves off from that past experience and rather choose to embrace it and and integrate it into the fabric of who we are now and appreciate what it taught us and, then the forward ripple of that, and this is where getting older is really cool, is it shows up in mentorship. It shows up when, you, when someone here on the stage reaches out to me in back channel, because we are admittedly probably some of the oldest in this group, and says whatever it is they say, then we are able to, to look at our current and our past and go, here's the thing, what you can't see from where you are right now is what I can see. And let me tell you what I can see. And that mentorship would never happen if we didn't have the benefit of those past experiences that we bring so much regret to. And that's helpful to allow us to flip that regret into grateful um, appreciation. This is Monica and I'm done.
1: Wow. Cousin. Mm -hmm. Cousin, where did you get that from? That was amazing. Uh, Wow. I love that. It's, um, it's, uh, it's true. It's very, very true. It's so strange, you know. I'm such a certain guy and here I sit and listen to what everybody's saying and you're saying things that I know but that have sort of shifted in me. Does this not look
7: straight out of like I don't know, what's a model like Harry Potter? Or what's the model with um you know the oh I can't think of it. Lord of the Rings. It
9: looks like this tree net. Can I say something, Steve? Hi. Good morning.
7: I think he's go gone. Yeah.
9: No. Go for it. I'm not sure he's here. It... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. Um. Well, my name is Ola Johnson. I'm listening from Senegal. Um, um. I'm the vice president of the Help Team, the nonprofit organization from the UK. Um. The healing every living person together each achieve more. And I just want to say, Stephen. wow, since I hear you um, made your, I mean, shared what you shared, it actually, it actually um, just uh, sent me into a different frame of mind because um, living for others, putting your fears behind you and dealing with it on the go, it's actually something that... Uh, the help team has actually been doing since two thousand and sixteen, since we've been on the road in Africa, uh, to we um, where promoting sustainable human capital development for the people. And um the fate that you're talking about is actually happening to us right now because uh there is no amount of money that we can be paid to to do and service what we're doing right now because the situation, the present global situation does not permit us to even look back, to even have time to to assess um, if we're in our comfortable zone, if we're uncomfortable, if we have this um, um, uh, the um, zeal to keep going. I think when you think of the objective, which is to assist people that, cannot, that don't have a voice for themselves, that cannot move the way you can move, that cannot actually speak to their authority to tell them what they need. And you can just walk in there without having an appointment, without knowing anybody and coming to Morocco, knocking on the door of the king, knocking on the door of the ministers, telling them that, listen, I have a program for your country that would assist the population. And I want us to work together. You know, they looked at me like, who's back in Europe? I said, me and the president, who's my wife, Lennox. They said, uh, so why did you come here? I said, I came here because of what I'm seeing in Europe. And um, I realized that um, we're having this mass migration. We're having all this um, 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 deficit and no voice for Africa. Because Africans are not pulling their weight by sustaining themselves. And while you depend on the West, you're gonna be instructed. You're gonna be dictated to. You know, and I had a good right. conversation with them. Okay, so okay. Awesome. So you're you I'm trying to get the core of your message yet? Yeah, yeah, what is what is the core of my message is uh yeah. when you're the line, when you on the uh, when you got when you're on the journey and um you run into um, difficulties um, the assessment is not um, the difficulty the assessment is the purpose of the journey and as you rightly um, describe the purpose of your journey I'm, I'm just relating it to what is happening to the help team right now that um, the challenges is actually what gives you more enthusiasm to keep moving forward because the objective is what is driving you and I'm just right. sharing that and it's okay. my first time and I'm oh wow! To first back. time, thank you. Yeah, it's
1: my first All time right.
9: looking to come back. Thank okay. you very much, Ola Johnson. Thank you
1: so much. Yeah, and I love Morocco. I spoke there, um, 2018. It was fantastic. Uh, a lot of good friends there. All right, winding it down. We got ten more minutes left. Anyone else would like to add something to the conversation? No one. All right. You know, you know, I can
10: ramble on, right? What you... Yes, Who's this that? is Hippy Jones.
1: I am. Okay, Hippy Jones, and then Meredith after that.
10: Hey Stephen, so your story greatly inspired me, man. Like, greatly, greatly inspired me. It made me think of Jonah in Nineveh, and how he was in the the belly of a fish, of a whale, I believe, and how through his faith in God, <laughs> through his faith in God, how he was able to come out of that situation. Um, it it made me think of how we as humans, we go through a great ordeal of traumas in our life through our impressionable years, to our adolescent years, to our young adult years, and how through our faith in God, in that presence, in that spark of life that is our spirit, how God leads and guides us and goes before us. And we call it our intuition. You know, we we call it various things, but it's that same presence, even if it's a low vibration, at times it's still guiding, you know, well, all the time it's still guiding. And even at times, if it's a low vibration, it's still guiding, it's still guiding. No yeah. matter what you're going through, it's still guiding you to a higher vibration. And so that low vibration, that that thought that, well, maybe the, that uncertainty that led you to this room and has given certainty to eight hundred, almost a thousand people, right here in this room. So I, I, thank God for your story. I thank God for who you are, and you adding value to my life. This is Hippie Jones, and I'm done speaking.
1: Okay, you guys are you guys are really laying it on today. I'm uh, I'm so blessed to be here, man. It's it's uh, incredible uh, to hear these words uh, when you know if 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 I set out to consciously have an impact on everybody's lives and say, like, this is what I want to do, my outcome, probably wouldn't come out like this. So again, I, I, I take certainty in my ability and I let go of the outcome. And if this is the outcome, I think it's proof in the pudding that it's working because you guys are just amazing. I, I just, the, the reflect, the, the, the ability to reflect from the simple words that I, that I simply pour out of me without any inclination of an outcome that you can take those and reflect in the way that you all do is just incredible. Uh, and it's a testament to the connection we have and the frequency that we're on right now. And I can encourage everyone that this is a frequency that I want to stay on. I encourage everyone else to try to stay on that frequency as well by continuing to be like this, uh, continuing to reflect and not to react, to proact and not ro- react, you know, things like that. Um, it's, yeah, I'm blessed. It just, it blows me away. You all are freaking amazing. All right. Uh, Meredith.
2: Stephen, you're amazing. Um, from one vet to another, uh, thank you for your service. Um, and just, you're uh, my prayers. Be safe over there. Um, I'll be thinking, I'll be thinking of you. And if uh, you ever need to vent, shoot me a back channel or just look me up on Instagram.
1: I just followed I you. Relate. I awesome. just followed awesome.
2: you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I come from a military background, so my parents were both in the military, so wow. <laughs> got to wow. follow the process a little bit. Yeah. So, please be safe yeah. over there, and uh, you're in my prayers. If I had thank, to say. Thank thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Meredith. Thank you so much. All right, we're winding it down. We got about six minutes left. Anyone else want to add anything before we wind it down and I go into my spiel? I heard a mic,
8: speak up. Steve. and I have a question. This is Danny again, um, yes. I'm a military mom. So what would you just, just, just um, my daughter went back in, you know, with this coming right. out, she was, she came out and just a few months ago now, like every morning, you know, she's, she's back in, she's in uniform, you know, she's single mom and everything. Just what, what kind of resources are there available for me as I'm taking care of her five-year-old son As she goes out what what do i do like you know she handed me a family care plan the other day and walked out the door
1: um yeah well i there's typically in the community where she is serving there is um all kinds of um access to different kinds of uh there's even mental help there's logistic help just logistical help there's financial help um for this for the soldiers serving or the the, the military person serving. It's all within that community and they typically stay within the community because that's where the, the uh the finances are allocated. So if if she's in whatever area she's in, that area has to take care of whatever the issues are.
8: Um, so in the reserves as well.
1: Yes. Yes in the reserves as well. Okay, yes. Thanks, thanks. Yes indeed. Steven is yes.
7: Christina. Yes. Danny, um also I know with the army you can go on base. Uh, It's called Army Community Services, and they have all the information that you need. They can be able to assist you with that, with information that you need. Also, um, there are lots of Facebook groups that you can join that has um, a lot of the parents that are in those groups. So I would suggest that you go on base to the um, ACS building, Army Community Services, and um, they'll definitely be able to help you, and then get connected to the groups on social media.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for You're that. Welcome. Awesome. You're welcome. Awesome. Well, good morning, Stephen. This
7: is Cheryl.
8: Cheryl. Okay. Uh, let's... Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Cheryl, just thank you for your sharing. And what I've learned is that there are two energies and only two in the universe love and fear. And fear is a call for love. So when we come from love, the God within us, love being freedom, appreciation, compassionate communication, trust, and sincerity then we're always being the hero. We're always loving ourselves first as we right. love, uh, love God's self and others. So continue on the journey, love versus fear. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, I love that. I love that. So it's, uh, it's, it's funny you say that because I was just talking about that the other day, love and fear, awesome, awesome. We, we always run away from fear towards love. So there's someone in the room that uh, is never in the room, very rarely in the room, um, Geraldine. Uh, she's actually her and I were partners back in two thousand five and six. Um, she lives in South Africa, or as they would say, Um And uh, very, very good friend of mine. Uh, wonderful, wonderful woman. I want to just give you a chance to just. We actually spoke before this, and I invited her here. So, um, Geraldine, Jerry, anything? To, anything to add?
5: Hi, everybody. Thank you, Stephen, for inviting me to speak. Uh, I don't know what to say, I'm just very speechless because um, I'm touched with everybody that contributed to the conversation and also to your absolute sincerity and what you bring to others. Um, It's really, really touching and I appreciate being your friend and for knowing you for such a long time because you added value to my life, I must tell you quite honestly. And I'd love to walk a journey with you, carrying on, going forward. Yeah, so...
1: Thank you. Well, hey, thanks, Geraldine. It's such a trip. It's such a trip. Listen, hearing you after all these years, it's so crazy. I love it. Yes, it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Geraldine, Geraldine, and I had had a um, uh, safari adventure in South Africa and Mama Lingua, and it was uh, quite the adventure. And then some adventures in Munich, Germany as well. Christine, if you're still listening, we were in Munich uh, together as well. So, yes. Yeah, we both lived there. It was great. Amen. What's that? I
4: said amen. I absolutely yes. loved it.
1: <laughs> all right. Thanks, Geraldine. Appreciate it.
4: You're welcome. Thank you. All right. You're done speaking.
1: Yes. Well, that was a nice cap off, wasn't it? My goodness. Um, I really appreciate everyone's um, input today and all of the things that you, uh, you've poured into me. I really it, it's, I feel energetic. You probably hear my voice a little better than it was when I started. So thank you once again for all of you being my therapist. <laughs> and um, I do appreciate it more than you know. Uh, more than more than I could actually articulate into words, um, but let me uh, let me end up by saying this: If you're interested in just helping out veterans as a group and consolidating all of the help that's already out there to lower the the veteran suicide, then join. Have NFT. Click the link at the top. Join us. Then you join the Discord channel, which is a chat channel, and you'll you get all the information there on how you can join. And it's. And I'm not asking for your money. I'm just saying, join the community and see how you can you can put the impact. Because sometimes words are enough, as you've just seen, in this very room today.